I'm Patrick Wilson. You're watching Geekscape. <laughs> Hey Geekscapists, welcome to episode 159 of Geekscape. This is your weekly movies, video games, and comic book podcast where every week my, uh, myself, Jonathan London, your host, is joined by a guest host who has insight into the world of movies, video games, and comics. And this guy, I think, is definitely qualified. He's your old favorite co-host of Geekscape, Ian Kerner, who... He's not old. I mean, you know what I mean. No, you know what? He, 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 you were on the first guy, episode. This is episode 159. I know, Isn't that I sick? know. It's amazing. So that that that's how Who I would mean, have thought? old. Ian is a uh, wait wait. We'll discuss the Titans and we'll decide. Ian is an example of perfect health. So um, you could probably eh, maybe not Sandstone, but you could probably mop the floor with the majority of our audience. Sandstone's this one uh, audience member who posts pictures of himself like like deadlifting shit, right? And uh, doing like those like weightlifting competitions, sure. but he does them in Geekscape shirts, which I think is fucking awesome. And he's an insane clown That's posse cool. fan, which probably he's also means a juggalo. Got, yeah, he's got like razor blades like engraved into his fingernails. And he takes photos and posts them on the Geekscape website of him holding firearms from what looks <laughs> to be a fucking like militia stronghold. <laughs> he's like in a basement with Great. full of guns, and he's just taking pictures. He's the he's so. the next thing. He, he's one notch down from that one guy. You, you know that picture of that fat guy with a beard that's balding with long hair that has like ten like semi-automatic like assault assault rifles and then yeah. two Guitar Hero guitars on his bed. <laughs> yes, and they're, yes. Like, naked. I've seen that photo. Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. glad I haven't. Yes, yeah, <laughs> Sandstone. Uh, our boy Frank is. Uh, is intense, but the rest of the Geekscape is you can mop the floor with. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Well, no, maybe not. At, maybe not. Maybe not at once. You well, know. I don't know if that's a function of being old, though. Right. Well, they love him. He doesn't want to threaten them. Right. Yeah, I'm not. You're the lead. You lead them. Um, how have you been? It's been two months since you've been on the site, on the show. Well. And we, we've been talking about having you back on the show every month, but because yeah, of South by Southwest and yeah. that, I, we missed two weeks. Uh, but yeah, it's our intention to have you back now for the April episode, and then. May, why don't we just put it in the books right now? Let's, well, you know... Iron well, Man. Yes. So, let's Absolutely. just put that one in the books Absolutely. right now. Oh, I can't believe that's coming so close. And then May same, 7th. In one month, we're going to have ourselves some Iron Man. Well, dude, I mean, personally, I, I, did you guys already review Kick-Ass? Because you yeah. saw it already? You yeah. fucking asshole. Sorry. Yeah. You're going to really enjoy Three Fourths of that movie. Really? I'm, I'm so looking forward to that movie. Looking forward to Kick-Ass. I'm looking forward to The Losers. Yeah, The Losers looks great. Yeah. Did you, uh, did you read The Losers? Uh, read the losers. Um, special team. No, I never read. Oh, you never, never read? read? Uh -uh. I figured you would have bought the trades. I should go out and get the trades. Yeah, man. you know I've read the comics. No, no, that's good. That's good. Whatever makes you, whatever makes you feel better coming on Geekscape. It's like every you know, time. I got you. Um, so guys, I'm uh, sure I'm sure most of the audience gets that joke, right? They yep. do. Yeah, they do. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Ian's always here busting my balls about reading certain titles in trade. Uh, so guys, the fuck this one's hard. The movie this week, maybe the reason that we're all looking forward to Kick-Ass and the Losers, the movie this week was Louis Leterrier's remake of Clash of the Titans. Um, this one starred, who was this guy? Um, Sam Worthington. Sam Worthington? Well, you say hey, who's Sam Worthington? I mean, I now, after, yeah. this, after this last year, I yeah. mean, you got to acknowledge who Sam Worthington is. I, he, I, I, I couldn't remember his name. I was like, okay. what is this dude's he name? He did a couple it's of good, movies. I know, he was in Terminator, he was in Avatar. I, I got Sam Worthington. Terminator. But um, Sam Worthington plays Perseus, like the Harry Hamlin role. Yes. And it 
it kind of fluctuates in and out of sticking to the old school yeah. Clash of the Titans. Yeah. Like there are elements from the old Clash of the Titans a that lot. are in there. Yeah. And yeah, it almost surprised me how much of those elements were in here, but they were definitely adapted. I, I, I got I got to tell you, I, I'm conflicted with whether or not my review is fair or not because. I loved that movie as a kid and as a nostalgia aspect. And so did I've Laura. Been, I've, been, I've been looking forward yeah. to discussing with you. Well, I was blown away by how much Laura recalled from the old one. Yeah, well, and also for me, and Laura may be the same, I saw it in the theater. Right, she did. Like, I was just like, I love that movie. And for people like us who, who were big on it in VHS, like, we loved it because it was a Ray Harryhausen movie. And right. We really loved those films. Um, you know, uh, but this that, that one. That was a high cheese factor. Talking about this one, the one that that these guys put on the screen now. Um, you got those basic elements. Perseus is a half son of Zeus. He uh, is in the middle of hu uh, humanity, ticking off the gods for forsaking them or yelling at the gods. They've dismantled a statue of Zeus, and now Zeus and the rest of the gods say, "Listen, we got to remind these people who's king." We gotta send the, you know, we, we gotta send, we gotta scare the shit out of them and punish them. So right. and, and Hades kind of tricks Zeus into allowing him to put fear back in the hearts of man. Exactly, and and the thing is that looking at this in broad strokes, I really liked the idea that the stakes here were bigger. That it was became about oh the gods and, right. and their little battle you know, was being somewhat decided on what Perseus did. I thought that was a really good sure. idea. Um, and my understanding, by the way, because something that really bothered me is I thought Poseidon's role was very negligible. Totally. Didn't like, make sense. My understanding is the... And I, you I, cast, I, what's I, his name in it? Like, uh, this uh, Danny Houston. Well, I heard that it's a whole lot of stuff that was on the floor and someone told me they, they saw him at the premiere and he was yeah, Danny Houston basically shows up he's, to stand there with a trident. Yeah, yeah, he's like one scene. Apparently, he's on a lot more of the movie, which has made me very, very curious to see this thing when it comes out on Blu-ray. So you would sit through this movie again? I would sit through this movie to see what's what's been deleted. Because I woke up. To I would like that, to see what's missing. Time. But I'm saying that when I hear that all that stuff is missing, that's that's what, what largely right. is is wrong with the movie is. It's basically that they just threw together a bunch of action pieces. It was... And, and, and where's a lot of that plot? And, and it, it's right. my understanding that that plot was done and they butchered it just to throw out an action movie. I think there are a couple rough patches in this movie. Um, and I got that piecemeal nature of, of editing together, like maybe making like a greatest hits of what was actually in the script. When you see the baby Perseus come out and he's in this floating casket that, that right. you know that's been thrown into the sea and you understand where it came from later but this this fisherman pulls him out of the sea opens the casket and finds baby perseus in there and then it just randomly cuts to the side of a mountain and this woman goes perseus and then it just cuts back to the boat you never see that woman again for another 10 minutes right. <laughs> but it just randomly cuts to a well, shot well, of a woman wait, on the cliff going perseus well wait even that i mean the, the whole idea of io um, I found really confusing. I was like, so all she is She's is, the woman who is, is is cannot die, but is following, guiding Perseus along his path. Except that... And then it, dies yeah. and gets reincarnated as a wench. Yeah. Well, wait, but, but back up. If all she is is a woman who's cursed, why does she have any ability to guide him in any way? You know, if she was a goddess, you know, if she was Athena, then you understand that she's guiding. Right. Okay? That, that she's doing something. That she has some godly power. If all she is is, is a regular human being... Who just can't age? Then, 
How does she even know about him? How does she have any kind of divine perspective? I was in what way is she guiding him? In what way is she influencing him? Because I was expecting yeah. her to be a goddess. And all she was was a woman who had ticked off the yeah. gods. And, and, she was and that doesn't with, make immortal- sense. With, with, with not being able exactly. to Exactly. And that doesn't make sense. And I'm watching this movie. And keep in mind, this is how I, I woke up this morning and I had a text from Gilmore and a, one from Bibiani that said, don't see this movie. It is god awful. And I said, okay, I'm going to see this movie. Yeah, it is god awful. So I sit through the movie. It's god awful. And... Um, Beyond just the the, the 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 cutting up of this movie, and it feel it really does feel like they're just going through the action pieces at a clip, and to the point where they're just not meaning anything. The final scene with the kraken, we both yawned in this movie. It really didn't feel like anything because he's not fighting the kraken; he's chasing around a bat creature with a bag, right. and then he stops the kraken. Well, you don't see him, you don't actually thing. see him fighting many of of these monsters at all. It doesn't right. feel like a clash but, but of anything. That's the other thing. It should um, be an evasion of the Titans. Hades morphs into like a bunch of harpies. The harpies get killed. Hades fine. What is it that he's morphing into? What does that mean? You know, you keep seeing Hades. He morphs into the harpies, and yet it doesn't. Why does he morph into the harpies if then killing the harpies doesn't hurt him at all? But the what does that mean? What is that about? I mean, distraction in the performances in this odd. movie. The performances in this movie are a little rough. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, be, beyond just what 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 you you said was the problem with it felt like a really truncated editing job. No, it feels like the story in itself is a problem, and you kind of get the Indiana Jones four problem of diluting your main character because in the first movie the, the it was really about Harry Hamlin's Perseus finding yes. himself and the gods helping him. The gods were giving him tools. Right, uh, and they tried to mix that in, but it felt. But the, the it tools just came out at random. Well, it was disjointed. You didn't have a sense. Zeus is like, "Oh, screw him if he's not paying attention to me." Oh, actually, I did want to help him. You and know, then, and then he, and again, I felt like yeah. it was an editing thing. I was like, "Was there a scene where Zeus is like, I really do care about my son, and well, I've been looking to help him?'" It seems I don't know. Like, it seems well, like Perseus. A Perseus is it seems sharing. Like the gods have their heads up their asses. The entire <laughs> movie. Like I love how the Matt, gods Gilmore. are portrayed like managers at a McDonald's in this movie. <laughs> Gilmore. It's like we should do this. No, no, no. <laughs> they're Maybe having they're having their weekly like management meeting. Not only <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys, big big deal. McRib's coming back, and uh, <laughs> Perseus here. We're gonna throw it at him. Uh, it's not just the the guys though. The 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 human characters were problematic. I mean. Perseus is sitting there sharing screen time with a bunch of underdeveloped characters, and then they keep getting added to by like the the undead skeleton guy gets added to the party. Um, and and literally, you'd have scenes where someone's like, didn't they, he feel they, like he was riding a Flash Gordon? Oh God! You'd you'd have these guys right? being, like, right? Flash being like Gordon? being like Perseus. You have to accept your your tools of the. You got to accept your godhood. And then the next scene, he's like, I won't be happy until I spit in the face of a god. It's like. Well, that was the other thing. Wait, so they're trying to do this whole big thing about, about man, you know, and, yeah. that, that, and that's, you know, in, in all the trailers. It's about man. It's the age of man now and all that. And, and you're sitting there going, like, what does that even mean? Like, wh- wh- where is, you, you expect this heroic arc and, and maybe at the end he's going to take on his gifts and accept it, you know, you know, his role and his destiny. They're trying to push this idea that's all about man. And ultimately, it really is about the only reason why he's successful is because he's a demigod. Right. Right. You know, I mean, no normal man could have done the things that he did. Even that was inconsistent. It's not really clear. Because he kept trying to force status mean, yeah. Was he stronger? Is he faster? I mean, I guess that's no, no, no. why what, what, in, in what a it, day yeah. and a half, he's instantly badass. No, no, I think yeah. I, I think I, what yeah. it means yeah. is you can go yeah. 10 days. The span of this movie, the story, the main right. story of this movie is yeah. 10 days. Your hair doesn't get any longer. You don't grow a beard. You don't even. You, 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 he, he, this guy, Sam Worthington, is the only person in this fucking movie that doesn't have long hair. 
and his hair doesn't get any longer. Well, hair can't... hair growing tender isn't a big deal. The listen, beard, the listen. beard is problematic. Everyone in this movie has locks of hair except Sam Worthington. Right. I was like, this guy's a weirdo, right? Like he's How a that, wh- he's a fisherman what? slash barber. What has he been through that his hair is is like that? You know, it's like what's like, wrong with this guy? His hair doesn't grow. Yeah, you didn't think that was a little weird that he's in this world with a ton of dudes and mascara. <laughs> and like he can't wear Laura thought it was pretty funny what was the name Ar- Argos for men and it's just like a lot, like, a, like a mascara line because every dude in Argos right. had like fucking mascara and dirt on their face and I was like fuck this city and they had let all it these, crumble they had all these annoying characters like that guy who brought uh, what's her face to be sacrificed up at the end oh the comedian guy yeah. the, the, you, the, uh, oh, the guy who it was a total crazy the apocalypse throw you know, you know but now he's movie. like, yeah. even in his own party, that Sasha Vujicic looking dude, the dude who looked like Luke Walton, who was like the pussy, and then he dies. It's like, yeah. okay, congratulations, you really were Sasha Vujicic. Yeah, and you know that that comedian guy. You know, you have yeah, a shitty movie when there's a role that could have been played better by Matthew Lillard. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Matthew Lillard did play that guy in Contact, and then. It, <laughs> it, 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 you, uh, you, no, that was a uh, Jake. J- Jake Busey, you're right. Uh, you have. Um, you even have the two annoying racist Transformers, kind of, the Cheech and right, Chong, right. the Cheech and Chong Hunter characters. Right. But they show up again with Scorpion. When they when they show up again later in the movie, it is like the movie's pee- peeing on you. Because <laughs> because the whole well, time you're watching those guys, you're like, they don't have to be in the movie. Yeah. And, and, like, there's and, no reason and, in a public place you should be taking your penis out. And, and then later they show up again and you're like, oh, he did it again. And by the way, so embarrassing. Sense that the Scorpion's only cool with them because the whatever rock-looking guy, yeah. Yeah, the dead people the rock guy, lords. has made it okay. So now they're just riding along on a scorpion. Afterwards. Why did the scorpion eat them? Right. Like once they weren't around. Like, they, they've been fighting. They, they, they fought scorpions, and then the scorpions cool with them. It's like, yeah. oh, you killed my sister. I'm down. Get a ride. Yeah. Those two earthbender characters were useless. <laughs> two earthbender characters. <laughs> this movie was a mess. Hey, looking forward to the Last Airbender. Dude, you don't have any trepidation towards the Last of Airbender. I do. Yeah. Of course I do. Do you see this new? <laughs> this new. Uh, uh, commercial that played during the Kids Choice Award. No. You actually see. You actually, Sorry, I didn't you, watch you the actually, Choice Awards. The, uh, I found it online. The commercial that aired I, I'm sure for, for the Last I Airbender during the Kids Choice Award has one shot. And Laura, it, and it's enough. It was to make, watching the Kids Choice Awards, yeah. right? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gilmore and I came. Gilmore came over. We watched the Kids Choice Award. Right. We made some popcorn. Made some I heard the thing about you coming. Yeah. Got it. Cut a hole right. in the popcorn. Cut a hole in the popcorn. Put a blanket over both of us. And uh, and there's one shot right. in the Airbender trailer where. Uh, where you see the party, the three kids in the party, riding on the back of Appa, and you don't see Appa, Appa. fully. You just see enough fur and like you the, see saddle, the saddle, the saddle, and uh. it's like, and you see clouds going past. And it's like, all right, Appa, Appa time, because they've been very. I love Appa. They haven't showed you any Momo. They've That's barely. Fine. They've showed you one shot of Appa. It, it, I'm fine. And Appa's in the background. I'm fine with that. You are worried that there's not going to be any com- comedy in this movie? Yeah, I'm not fine with no comedy. I, I, comedy I mean, was no, such I, a big part I, of the I, I, I agree with you there. And you, they're playing it so serious. I, I'm hoping that there is. No, you're right. I mean, Shyamalan is not I'm worried that the comedy is going to come out unintentionally. Comedy. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be unintentional Opa! comedy. Look at this little Oppa toy that... Oh, I little guy. Did I get you watching this? Or did you watch this on your own avatar? A couple of people got me watching it. You were definitely influential, but William Bibiani gets the... William Bibiani actually gave me the DVDs and gets the credit. You know, he's the guy who got me the DVDs. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. No, it's fine. He's been your new favorite anyway. Well, not mine. You people here, the Geekscape audience. Well, sure, you shove them down down their throats enough. This is is adorable. Here's the thing. It's like... Here's the thing, Ian. 
It's like, oh shit. I have nothing I, against one. Here, here but... I am. This is me on a Friday. It's like, oh shit, I gotta shoot another fucking Gamescape this weekend. I wonder who's busy. Not gonna be Viviani. <laughs> and I get that. I do. I understand. I'm like, Viviani, what are you doing? He's like, I guess I should get up. I'm fucking with you, Bibiani. Bibiani's actually really busy. He's been writing a lot for our site, and he's actually now spun off and started writing for Crave and the California Lit Review. Bibiani's turning himself into a, quite the little uh, editorial uh, spring of information. Like, the dude is just so prolific for other places. What we miss so he's basically PC. turned his back on you? No, he's, he wrote this week. He wrote a, a review of the new Jet Li Warlords movie. He writes our best movie reviews. He writes some phenomenal movie reviews. So, right. but the comedy... Too. Comedy? Comedy on... No, Avatar, I mean, I, I definitely have concerns, but I'm, I'm we, trying not to let it dilute my... Oh, of course. Yeah, it's, I mean, it. it's it's Avatar. I love that thing. What about, I, just, I just need them to you... accurately portray the uh, the Xander character. What was his name? Sokka. So- I just Sokka. need them to accurately portray that guy. Sokka's that's going to be so That's going to be hard. He, like, I, well, he, he's the comic relief, as you said. He's the Xander character. Yeah. He's from, a lot like From Xander. the trailers, yeah. when I see that little bitch who's playing him, like, half crying, and I'm like, okay. Why are you crying? You're Sokka. And I'm like, okay. What's maybe. Okay. Young Matthew Lillard would have worked. <laughs> <laughs> we'll yeah. see. I mean, I can look past we'll the see. fact that What's the kids the are white. Date? It's July. It's coming out in July, so I'm guessing mid-July Comic-Con-ish. Um, no. Night and Day trailer? You know what? James Mangold directed this night and day trailer, this movie with uh, Tom Cruise, and I'm into it. It's gonna be awesome. It kind of the, the action looks tight, and usually you look at a Tom Cruise movie and your it's, whole Tom dude, Cruise gonna, thing starts awesome. working against it. But this one, I can totally be like, oh, this is old school I, I, Tom I have Cruise. I credit my like. friend Adrian Iscariot because he made the comment. It's like True Lies. You yeah, be, you would be friends with a guy named Iscariot. Yeah, I am. Uh, um, Whatever you were trying to do with that failed. Yeah, um, so, but but listen, night and day, I was really surprised by that new trailer, because the action was solid. It looks and the humor, it, humor was solid. All of it. it looks great. I'm really into it. Uh, and then when I found out that one of my favorite directors directed it, I was like, wow, hats off to you, Mr. Mangold. Like, I really, really, really like the guy who can do Copland and can do Girl Interrupted, but then turn around and do Three Ten to Yuma. This one, like, yeah, that's a little career that's that's pretty good. Um, Speaking of trailers, the A Team trailer came out in front of this uh, uh, in front of this movie we just saw, Clash of the Titans, the new A Team trailer. I can't wait for that movie. I, it looks fun, man. It Say looks what awesome. you will about it, but when you well, when you hear B A Barack is yelling, "I'm gonna kill you, fool!" Yeah, I mean, it, like you're into it. It's actually scary. It it, it it reminded me a bit of that that feeling I had when I was watching you know the recent mm-hmm. Star Trek, and uh, you know just seeing Carl Urban do Bones. I was like, I mean, they're nailing it. Yeah. I mean, it was scary. It was the nostalgia of it. Again, it's, you know, me and my age. I and mean, this is another like director I really like, too. Is, yeah. um, is it, uh, who directed this? Uh, it's on the tip of my tongue. He did NARC and he did, uh... Oh, um... He almost did Mission Impossible 4. Yeah, um, it's, um... Oh, God, now you're making... We're, and they're, like, yelling at us. I really liked his movie, Smoking Aces. And a lot of people yeah. did not like Smoking Aces, but Carnahan. I like... Joe Carnahan. I liked Smoking Aces. I, I will go down I like Smoking Aces as having also. liked Smoking Aces. Smoking Aces is fun. Um, but some people don't like it. I loved it. Um, yeah. no, and this fine. new A-Team trailer, you're right, has it nails the tone of A-Team, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's so over the top that you're loving it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It knows it's over the top, and it has so many good shout-outs to the yeah. series. I, I wish that it and the losers weren't coming out in the same season. 
because they seem like the same movie in many ways. Well, the losers. That, the Expendables. It's just a team. Of, it's like a, just a team of. I tough. like that new Expendables trailer. It's the well, team it, of tough dudes. It, it, all these yeah, trailers it, are up on the website. Yeah, too. No, it. it the Expendables looks fun, but I'm not running to see it. I mean, no, I'm running to see it. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm running sure to see it, I'll and go. then I'm jumping with an explosion behind me yeah, into the yeah. seat. Yeah, I mean, it, it looks fun. Although, <laughs> the new trailer. Did you see the new trailer where it starts out with Sly and Bruce? Yeah, yeah. And, I love that. And scene. Arnold. I love that. That was in the theater. We did not yeah. get that one. We oh, did not. We did not get the Expendables oh, totally trailer with us. Oh, I would have loved great. that. I, I really. I, I just want to see that. That is Clash of the Titans. The the Planet Hollywood reunion. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. That's great. It's really funny. Um, speaking of directors and what we want on our wish list, there's that whole rumor about Joss Whedon being on a short list for the Avengers. And Which sucks because it means it's probably not true. Because whenever you get these rumors, the did, first, did, did the the first one... Did the Fool's Day? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, th- that rumor came out in our very own Matt Kelly exclusively posted on our front page the rumor that Lindsay Lohan had been cast as Mary Jane in well, the new Spider-Man. Retarded. Well, please, please. you got to know that Matt Jane. Kelly, I love you. We just need you to discern a little bit more between people fooling you and not. It and, is look April and, and look at a calendar on one day a year where it matters. But the Josh Whedon, the Josh Whedon, um, IESB came out with that rumor. Uh, we Super already edge. heard that Louis Leterrier was on the short list as well. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that list got shorter after this past weekend. But Josh Whedon, he said in interviews that he loves the X-Men because they're grounded in pain. The Avengers, Fantastic Four... He's not feeling such a connection to it. would be a little harder it, for him it, to it tackle. It really surprised me. Like, hmm. Especially since, I mean... Then who does it? But I'm just saying, do you see Whedon doing it from... Yeah. You know, he didn't write the script? I, it doesn't sound like who, something who, he would have done. I, I would love for him to write and direct an X-Men movie. He, but he who kill off Janet. But, <laughs> but who, does, who does the Avengers movie? In your dream of dreams, who does the Avengers movie? In? There's an Ian Kerner exclusive right here. Honestly, I haven't really thought about it oh, beyond... Wait, beyond... What do you think beyond, about it if you don't think about me, this? Excuse me, beyond to say that I was hopeful that Favreau would stay yeah. with it coming off of Iron Man 2. No, you're right. You know? So, I haven't thought about it beyond that. Totally. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to say No, I'm thinking for, about it. I'm thinking fans. about it. And then, in, and then you've got the other directors who've handled Marvel properties. I mean, Kenneth Branagh at this point, he is... Even though there's a central protagonist in his, in his Thor, he is putting the Mary... Band in there, his, his, his the the Warriors three. He he does have a wide cast of characters. He might be good for an ensemble. And then of course you've got Stephen Summers, who Rocketeer, October Sky has done like really good character centered movies, like Captain America will be. But then you hear about the second half of Captain America having the Invaders in it. You, do you have you heard that, that I, rumor? I, I didn't hear of the Invaders. Obviously, we all know now that Bucky's. Right. We got and, Bucky cast. Here's the big deal that I don't know. If, if yeah, there was a rumor wanted. about a month and a half ago that the Invaders actually show up towards the end of the first Captain America movie. This this Captain America movie. That's kind of interesting. Obviously not Namor, but maybe the rest. Well, of them. That, that's the big question. Is I mean, well, what's the point if you don't do Namor? And how do you do the torch? Isn't the, aren't the rights confused with the different torch? Right. Really? Just do Toro. Like I didn't know that. Right. Um, <laughs> tricky. You know, tricky. Do you hear this? Yeah, this fucking yeah. kitten's got claws. I know. I, I don't know the difference. I am the Jim human. And Johnny Storm. I am the you know? human. Torch. I mean, you know. What if they? What, did, if, did what, what if they're like? Me? What if they're like? Let's just make him obviously a robot for this one, so kids don't get confused. And he's like, I am the human. That, torch. that would be horrible. Are you reading suck. the Marvel anyway, Project? Yeah, of course I am. It's but, really but, good, huh? It's really good. But let me just say about talking about Sebastian Stan as Bucky. Yeah. You know, the thing that most people aren't talking about that I noticed that made me really excited is they they. He had a sign for like five or six movies. Yes. So the plan is Winter Soldier. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they can't exactly be like... I mean, 
chances are they're not going to do a whole second cap in the cap movies. Yeah, Winter Soldier would be good. That, that's. But yeah, I read about five or six, and, and you know what? Again, like, is he actually going to show up in another five or six movies, or is that just an insurance incentive? I think it's insurance, but I think there's a plan there. The question is, look, of course, they, I mean, we know, everyone knows that the movie's going right. to end with Cap Frozen. Right. Um, although the way I, I've heard it, it's actually going to end with him frozen, and you're going to actually see the Avengers find him. That'd be awesome. Yeah. So, as opposed to it just him floating, they're really going to connect it, like, with that scene, and then we'll see the other perspective on that scene. What I like about this Sebastian Stan kid is that he looks like a Kirby rendition of Bucky. Uh, he I looks lo- like a Tim Sale well, drawing. Well, he's also, he does snarky well, and mm-hmm. Bucky should be snarky. Right. You know, we were talking earlier before Gilmore. the camera came on. Why, did, why wasn't Gilmore Bucky? I mean, Hollywood, come on. Well, but you know, before the camera came on, you and I were discussing um, the Chris Evans casting. Right. Because I know you already talked about it on the mm-hmm. show. But, you know, I, we I, need I your take. for it. Well, you know, the thing is, I, I think he, he has a good look for it. You know, I think the concern that I have and a lot of people have is that he's so well known for his narcotics, which made him such a great Johnny Storm. But, you know, he's an actor. I, I'm, I'm open. I'm tr- I trust Marvel. You know, they've so far they've done a really good job. Mm-hmm. You know, so... I, I think it can work. I think it could be interesting. Um, you know, I mean, obviously our general idea about Steve Rogers, our classic idea, is that, you know, he's so wholesome. Although, frankly, if you think about the version of Captain America that's the ultimate comics version. Oh, he's a bruiser. I, he, yeah, he's a yeah. bruiser. I mean, he's a dick. Well, only because... No, not, not in a bad way. Only when people cross he's, he's those wholesome yeah, values. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, no, I mean, he's, so he's Captain America. You understand about side Hank, but, when he fucking trashes Yeah, yeah, Hank no, about, I mean, you know. yeah, I mean, he, he, he goes for it, you know? And I could totally see Chris Evans doing that. And, uh, you know, and, and I... They've already got Nick Fury from the event, from the Ultimate Universe. Exactly, so no, they, they've been mixing this stuff up. So, you know, I'm pretty excited about that. Meanwhile, what about the Iron Man 2 trailer? The most recent one? It's great. We definitely... When, we didn't when, just talk about it on the show, we drooled about it on the show. Okay, when you see... Uh, the Black Widow with with the with yeah, wrist gauntlet, the, the stingers. Yeah, I mean that's right. Is that is that is that going to be that's the widow's cool. bite? Well, what's cool? Did about, you think about that? Is it the, the widow's bite? No, I didn't think about that. What well, I th- why don't you think this, about that? This now? is what I thought about. This, <laughs> Take a second and think about it, Jonathan. Come on, think <laughs> about <laughs> it. It's the widow's bite. Sure. Doesn't that make you excited? No, well, you don't seem that excited about I'm it. That, Gilmore, are you excited about that? The Black Widow that? to me was like... Oh, I never really cared. The, the, I really didn't give yeah. a shit about that. Yeah, the Black Widow to me is How like a character that's really good in other people's comic books. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's okay. great in other people's comic books. Fine. In this, well, I, she's in another person's movie. This, this is what I thought. I'm not saying make her own movie. In the Iron Man 2 trailer, and I thought about this when I saw it again today, I said, she's introduced by Pepper Potts as the notary. <gasps> yeah, it's espionage. It's espionage. but it's it, but So she starts out the movie yeah. working for... Sam Rockwell's character, or somebody like that. I, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm trying not to ask questions. She's the black girl. Right. She has to betray. I, I don't know if I don't know she if she starts off the movie working for the government. Gary Shandling's character. She started off the movie working for Sam Rockwell's yeah, character. That is, that, it's a question we'll have to see. I mean, obviously, with the Russian connection, it becomes interesting. You know, but she doesn't have an accent in this fucking shit. She needs a fucking accent, man. Wait, 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 wait. We haven't truly... heard her talk. She no, she, no, no, no. The word is she's not doing the accent. Oh. No, but here's the thing. Which is good because Scarlett Johansson's a shitty actress. Hey, 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 hey. Hey. Excuse me. She's way, way, way too hot for you to criticize. Princess bag, Gilmore. Gilmore? She's actually not a bad actress. She's done a lot of things. Count off ten minutes on the tape. Don't talk again. But but, here's the thing. If she's truly a good spy, she shouldn't have an accent all the time. Oh. Oh, 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 wait, my brain. Oh, oh, so. oh, sh- oh. I mean, come on. You have been thinking about this. Oh. He has been thinking about this. Oh, shit. Come on. Well, how do you not think about 
Scarlett Johansson in, in a comic book movie. I mean, hello. Guys, the new Doctor Who premiered uh, at Woo! WonderCon. Uh, this is the new Doctor Who. We've had a couple news stories about it up on the site uh, in the last week or two. But the new Doctor Who has premiered at one, the new episode of the new se- series has premiered at WonderCon. We have a review up on the website, so you need to go check it out. All right, um, let's talk about WonderCon. WonderCon's going on right now. Uh, no, you, it's not. Well, as of the taping of this show, it was this past weekend. Um, but um, the big news, we've got a couple photo essays up on the site. We have a, a, an outline of the big panel for the video game we'll talk about coming up, Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions, the new Spider-Man game. What else we got, Gilmore? Um, You're making like a weird hand signal. No, no, no nothing. Okay. It's nothing for you. Okay, but um, yeah, Stephen Prescott's over there. He was, uh, he was up there this weekend um, doing some pretty good detailed reporting for us. So I'm pretty happy with, uh, with the WonderCon stuff we have on the site. Um, actually, speaking about comic books, though, we're starting to see the culmination of the big crossovers, like the end of Blackest Night. All right, which is more like a segue into Brightest Day. Well, it is. I mean, but, that's the nature of comic books today. Right. But, but here's the thing. You know, I think all of were us... Were you well, well, here's the thing. I, we all went into Blackest Night and we saw all these big deaths. And I think we all, you know, we're, we're jaded enough to go, oh, well, it's just a way to bring everyone back. Right. And, spoiler alert, for the most part, that's what they did. Not only that, you get a giant splash page saying, Awesome we're splash back. page. Yeah, I did get a little sp- over splash page on this one because it was like, oh, it's, a, it's an extra bonus issue. But there are 18 splash pages in it. It's, you the know. splash pages were nice, but they don't. I, I, I didn't. No, you know what? I, I, I think it brought out the scale of the thing, and I, and I liked it. That is a good I mean, I, I, I felt like it was, you know, re- reading George Perez's Christ in Infinite Earths. Oh, I mean, shit. it was big. Yeah. There was, you know, I mean, tons of characters on these pages. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought it was a beautiful looking book. Yeah. And even though there was an expectation they were going to find a way to bring everyone back, it worked. It, you know, it, yeah, I, it, was, I really it wasn't it. a cop out. It didn't feel like not a at all. I, I didn't feel like yeah. I didn't feel like oh god, roll my eyes. Right. They brought everyone back. It was inherent to not only that, but it was inherent to the the whole rising of the corpse. The, the way that they, they've been raising the dead. The same way they summon corpse members and say, hey, core. the core member. Like you feel you feel Thank rage. You. Yeah, corpse. Come on, get is, it. Is the dead body right? Well, you see how it works as a theme. But not only that, but but bringing some of these people back to life. Complicated some of these characters. Yeah, you see, Dead Man and his heart's beating. Yeah, he's like, huge. "What's like, happening? Yeah, what am I doing? You know what yeah, I mean?" And great. then, and then their characters they didn't Maxwell bring Lord. back Maxwell Lord back. No, but, but yeah, Sue and Ralph, and and it seems like Sue and Ralph be... they didn't bring back. And then of course they're like, Bruce isn't here. Oh, right. Well, they we, we'd already I, I, assumed Bruce was not I, I, dead. Actually, well, they already knew because you know. They, they Batman and Robin. Back. Yeah, what I love but, is that, that storyline of Batman and Robin where they're like, oh, he would have left us clues if he stuck which, in Which, by the way, yeah. I gotta say, I was definitely one of those people, and a lot of us are where it felt like a ripoff of the Captain America storyline right. to hear about this return of Bruce Wayne, the story they were doing. But this last issue show, of Batman yeah. and Robin, you know, they, they yeah, it's I clever. said that. Well, now that I've read the last issue of Batman and Robin, I said, you know what? Now I like it. Because the whole thing about the clues and seeing the trail and all that, it's an interesting story. Mm hmm. It, 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 now it's has cool. more to do with his detective nature than yeah, anything else. Yeah. Uh, but Blackest Night, you're satisfied by the way it ended. I think I think it ended really well. I enjoyed well. it. They, you know, Aquaman's back. You know, they fixed his hand. I mean, he's with Mera, John Jones. I mean, you know, I wanted these characters back. Mm-hmm. You know, what I liked, one of the things I really liked about Blackest Night that I think I said last time on the show is John's made a point of addressing this revolving door of death. You know, and he actually, he really pumped it up the last couple of years right. knowing he was going here 
to say that this was part of a plan that they flat out said it's not going to be like this anymore. You know, they did say like that a, they're going to shut the door on this kind yes, of stuff. Yes, exactly. Too. In this issue, they definitely said now it feels like it's for good if one of us dies. Yes, yes. You know, um, the the whole thing. All right, fine. Ne- Necron's down, but I thought it was a great moment when they fought off Necron's influence. Mm-hmm. You know, I just I just thought I, I really really enjoyed the book. In Siege, you uh, have three. Wait, wait. Before we go to what, Siege, what, I, because we're talking about DC okay. yeah, and, and we're talking about ramifications and death. I don't. You probably haven't discussed uh, Justice League Rise and Fall. I haven't. Yeah, okay. I, I, I'm not reading the Justice League books, and I know all right. you can hit me did, all you so, want. So did you, you didn't read Cry for Justice. Mm-mm. Cry, for, Cry Ju- for Justice, the one that they're doing like a pencil style, like a really nice art art style. Yeah, it was really. It. it was a miniseries. It was mm-hmm. great. Well, James Robinson was writing it, and I had one complaint. I felt that from a scheduling standpoint, the book that wasn't finished coming out, and yet some of the ramifications of it were starting to be felt in the regular Justice League book. Uh, but it actually timed out okay. Because the way it went into you know Green Lantern, uh, Green Arrow, and all that, basically. Uh, I love when it sounds like a Korean restaurant. My dog is over here like growling. Basically, the book ends with Prometheus has set up bombs all over like every city in the DC universe, and the heroes are about to catch him. He's already cut off Arsenal's arm. Uh-huh. Okay, excuse yeah, me, Red Arrow's arm. Red Arrow. Right. And um, I saw that he lost they, his arm. So they let him go, but. Then they realize that he's wiped out Star City. And the worst thing about all this is, you know, if you're a fan of the books, um, Red Arrow's had a daughter for years by Shezure, you know, the old Teen Titans villain. Um, and great, cute kid, been in these books for years. She dies. And basically, the way it goes is, everyone's supposedly looking for Prometheus because he's gotten away. Ollie went, found him, and he killed him. Flat out with an arrow <laughs> in his head. That's cool. And then, and the great thing is... Because Ollie's a son of a bitch. Sometimes. Oh, yeah. Ollie's like, fuck that right. shit. He kills his ass. And the, the, there's these great moments where Flashing and Green Lantern are saying to Ollie, oh, we'll let you know as soon as we find him. And Ollie's going, yeah, I'm sure you will. Because he's already killed the guy. Yeah. Okay, and he's That's still cool. hunting all of his accomplices. And yeah. he's killing them. He's putting them down. And he's not... He can't, he's like, I can't even... What am I going to say to Roy? What am I going to say to him? There's nothing I can say to him. Because Ollie's going, I'm just going to kill these fuckers. What else can I do? And there's a great moment in, in this week that Justice League book came out where Dick Grayson is Batman. They've now found out. They're looking for Ollie, and he's staying out of it. And he's saying to himself, well, I know what Bruce would want me to do, but I'm not so sure that if I'd found the guy first that I would have done exactly what Ollie did. Mm-hmm. You know? So, I mean, right now we have the rise and fall, and it's the rise of Arsenal and the fall of Green Arrow. And, and it's great. I mean, Roy's, Roy was in a coma. He came out. He's losing his mind that his daughter's dead. And the way I hear it, you know, Shezra still hasn't found out. She's going to blame Roy and come after him and try to kill right. him. So, it's great. Holy shit. Then this is something that I should go and get in one of my beloved trades? Yeah, I mean... Do you believe? The, there's, there's some, yeah. yeah there's in the beloved trades that I like to read? I know how much you like those trades. <laughs> I know how much you like to be behind. At least, at least I'm no. not calling them graphic novels. No, thank, thank God for you that. You know what I mean? I like know. some asshole in... Like fucking the bookstore who's right, like, where, where do you keep your graphic novels? Yes, I really yes. want to read that graphic well, novel, Watchmen. Well, my biggest problem with the graphic novel thing is those tools that feel that oh, I don't read comic books, I read graphic novels. When all a graphic novel is is a fucking comic. N- book. Knowing your ability to kill a man with your hands, what would you do to those people? I try to not, you know, lose my temper. I would go off on them. You, you would. I go off. Keep in mind, guys, as as 
I read behind sometimes. Sometimes that's mitigated by like my wallet. You know, I want to know if something's good before I really jump into it. And I, I right? understand that. You somewhat. understand that. But, but so, it's, it's, right? it's like you're watching so a show good. three years after everybody right? else. So. I mean, because because I, 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 I do that. I do buy a lot uh, I do buy a shitload of books every week. But uh, but I'm like, dude, there is a point where I want to find out if this is good. Especially with the DC stuff where I'm not as connected to the characters. I am a Marvel man, but I'm growing more into DC as they've started to do some really great things with the creative end. Gilmore says you're a Marvel man. Yeah. And uh, and so, yeah. The, Gilmore the, looks confused. The, the trades, I was making a reference to sexuality and that you're a Marvel. The, 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 the trades is a good place to know that you're safely reading something of quality. Look, look, you know what I mean? You know, you know, but this sounds great. This sounds like an awesome endorsement. And, and it's, it's right? an ongoing story. You know, my issue with you, listen, I have no problem with people that read. <laughs> is, that I do a, is that I do a show? It's that you do a show, and, and and you do go to the comic store every week and buy comics, so it's just odd to me that, and I understand if you're caught up that way, but a book, Walking mm-hmm. Dead, we've talked about it, all right, it's still coming out every month, and you're okay, in the store not buying it. You know, listen, I have no issue with people that don't go to comic stores all the time, and the way they get, you know, their stories is they maybe buy them in bookstores or whatever else. That's how. That's their distribution model. It's just not yours. Ian. So to me, I look at you and Ian. I think, what a fucking retard. It's not... Ian, it's not entirely mine. You understand that I do 80% the way you want me to do it. Right. And 20% I get shit in trades. You understand that. I do. I understand that. And that's why I don't understand the 20%. (laughs) Jesus. If you tell me it's because, look, you know, you know what's funny? If you tell me it's because, well, you missed the stories, you you can go back and get in trades. Guys, once a month, really? You guys want this shit once a month? (laughs) Yeah, here's the thing. You know, we were just talking about this, and it's a segue into another, another conversation point. Um... I have to admit, I mean, I think you this guys might remember this from the, the show. Six Sam on Rodriguez. You know, way back when, that you know, I was behind, you know, on getting into the Luna Brothers stuff. Right. And you told me, oh, you know, girls, all just, and you know, and, and you said, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, well, here, get the trades. And I went, fuck that. I bought back of the comics because I'm not a hypocrite. But my point is, is that that's, that, that's the way your There's mind works and that's wow. the way my mind works. Right. Wow. You know? No, I mean, I totally agree with you, but like, that he is hardcore. Ian is hardcore. If we yeah. establish anything, he's hardcore. Yeah, that's, right. that's just high roll. But um, and you're liking this anyway. Yeah. Segue into the sword. Right now, guys. In all honesty, if you're not reading the sword, the three paperbacks are out of the first fifteen issues. Right. Or you can issues, buy back issues. If buy that's back how issues. You, are, you, if you know. want to do it that way. Yeah. Yeah, because because all comic book stores have really full back issues. No, right. and, and, as I as I said before, it's how I am. But the truth is, I, I have no issue with anyone. You want to get the story, go get the trade. There's one. That's what they're for. There's one I issue of the sword left, and the twist on the. Um, I don't even want to say that there's a fucking so, twist. Don't do the twist, guys. What 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 are you talking about? Just read the Isn't sword. Isn't that what we do on this show? Read the sword. All I can say so, is read the sword. Excuse me. The book came out on Wednesday. All right. See, all right. Now here, here's part of my. Thing. A lot of the now, audience doesn't read every. I week. understand. You know. I, so I'm not going to spoil it for him, especially with the book that's done this well. I'll spoil Clash of the Titans with him because Clash of the Titans was fine. Shit. Fine, fair enough. You know, I was reading an interview Clash with a writer. Clash of the Titans was retarded. I, I was reading an interview with a writer. Um, this is quality. A, actually, it, it, it was with it was Brian Wood, and he was talking about DMZ. Right. And you know what's now happened with this distribution? The, the distribution model has now changed to the point that. He was talking about the book and, you know, what's gone on so far. And he's actually in an interview about, you know, his book and didn't want to reference stuff that's happened in the last, like, eight, nine months in the book because, well, some people might be reading it in trade. Okay. 
<laughs> he, he has to understand. I, I, he has to I understand the ramifications I, I, of that publicity yes, that, that he's that he's he affecting. And, and I'm just making the point that that's now happened. That's where we are. That's Ian read that. Living. Ian read that, and his, I didn't ass, lose his, my mind. his ass started bleeding. Like it I, didn't, like it he didn't actually bleed. started uh, maybe bleeding out of the orifice. <laughs> like he was like, "Oh my god, why would you do that? Can't understand. Can't compute." No, I, I, I did understand. My point is, I understand. Damn you, Barnes and Nobles. Ah. I, I, I understand because listen, you know, I, I'm not gonna go completely nuts about this because again. I'm not gonna go completely <laughs> nuts about this because I can appreciate that this is what's keeping things. The, keeping the books made because that's where the money is, and I get it. God forbid you go this nuts about horse. Please don't go nuts about this. All right, yeah, I see, I see. <laughs> it's fine. It's I love. We're for you to go you nuts know, on this now. You know, you know. We all know. He just spent the last ten minutes going nuts. We, that. we, we all know that, that, that the bleeding out of the ass reference <laughs> comes from Jonathan's desire to anally rape people. Okay, but that's fine. That's fine. Well, Gilmore, when he does it to you, I don't consider it rape. Well, it's because I, you know, because you, you like it. You don't yeah, pay for right. rape. Um, so, guys, uh, the other big Marvel crossover that's coming to an end is Siege, that pretty much brings uh, to get brings to an end the whole reign of no Norman Osborn and his Dark Avengers. Thank you. Oh God, yeah. Um, well, wait, I gotta say, Dark Reign was Dark great, Reign was good, it's, but it's now it's it's now it's long enough. And we all expected Norman Osborn to be shown up and right. proven wrong, and now we got it. And he's I know, disgraced. I know a lot of people. What they did with it was, was good. Yeah, I, I know some people that felt issue three was a little lackluster relative to how great issue one and two were. Well, two was, two was awesome. gross, but awesome. Three at the end of three, with, with the, the way that they've wrapped up Dark Reign is actually pretty good because they do give Norman a reason for the way he's acted, which is. Now that they've totally crushed Norman, they've disgraced him. They've made uh, Tony Stark is back, and he's totally fucked over Norman's uh, Iron Man armor. I love that moment when Tony walks in, and just shuts him down. Just shut, just turns off his armor, and Captain America smacks him around a little bit, and, and Norman and then, says, and then "Listen, Spider Man, you guys, yeah, Spidey's got to have a couple hits on Norman Osborn." And finally, Norman says, "You guys don't understand what you what you've done. I'm the only one that was keeping him in check." And they're like, "Who? The Sentry? The Sentry is the Void." So but, now the sentry, the sentry is totally gone off the fucking reservation. Right. And and this is this is a this is a character that has dismantled Thor, like literally he, tore Ares in half. He he literally tore Ares in half. He's beyond Silver Surfer level. You'd probably need somebody like Molecule Man or the fucking Beyonder to do anything with this guy. And at the end of this issue, you see Sentry land and. He's completely alien. Like he's got yeah, fucking yeah, he's nasty devoid. veins. He's got these these crab he's things devoid. coming out of him. Well, he's well, not Bob Reynolds. And the thing is, you know, I was discussing this with with someone, and you know, there are some people going like, okay, so whatever, they have to deal with this now. I said, you know, I, I agree that they could have milked the Sentry character, you know, for other stuff without going here. But at the same time, I was one of those people. I'd read the original Sentry miniseries, mm -hmm. and when I saw the Sentry pop up, you know, in the New Avengers number one. You know, way back when, um, my feeling was and, and, and Ellis's Marvel boy, and they, yeah. they, they brought back some great right. characters. No, but, but I'm saying when he popped up and he's sitting there on the raft, and I was like, did they forget about the whole idea of why we're not, no one's supposed to be a member mm -hmm. of the void? And you know, it pays off. It's right. always been there. Bendis had this plan. He knew where he was going, and th and this is where it has to go. My feeling is he has to go away permanent. Like at the end of this, I mean, this yeah. is the culmination. Of a lot of different things, you yeah. know. I mean, there's ancillary issues. There's, you know, it's collateral to, it's damage. It's time to call Reed Richards, basically. Yeah, 
I mean, yeah, everyone needs to come in and, and deal with it. My one little issue about it is they they evolved the century origin into this idea of all right, it was kind of Captain America, but he was a junkie, which is kind of interesting. But I don't really love the idea that it was just a little super soldier serum that turned him into something this cosmically powerful. I'm waiting for some kind of more of a cosmic connection, right. you know, and I don't know that we're going to get that or not. But I mean, I'm like, like this guy's like beyond Odin power, kind of powerful, mm -hmm. you know. So the power know. of a million exploding suns. I mean, that's what they they always said that, and that was always the kind of the joke of that. But it you sounded it, it sounded corny. It was right. very you know 1950s. When he's ripping gods in half. Though, exactly. You're done. Exactly. So you know, but um, I'm looking forward to it. We get the heroic age afterwards. Mm -hmm. You know, just I like heroic age just because it's gonna be this John this John Romita Jr. artwork on the Avengers. Yeah, I love these teasers that I'm yeah. seeing. Oh no, those teasers look great, mm -hmm. and I, I'm just I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. It looks great. Speaking of, uh, but that's all about yeah, Marvel you, you, positivity. You, you, now you, we got this you, X Men. You, you hear but. it's going to be Steve Rogers as uh, head of Shield. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, I, 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 I was looking at all the previews that he's not in the Captain America armor. Right. He's like in black shirt. Yeah, I, I hear head of Shield. Oh, that'd be nice. Um, good, uh, good, good for you, Steve. Uh, X Men <laughs> Second Coming. <laughs> What an awesome... I've been telling you guys to read X-Force and Cable because you got Cable jumping through time ahead of Bishop and he's got this one mar this one mutant baby, the first mutant baby and the only mutant baby that's been born right. since uh, M-Day, which is when Wanda Maximoff... Right, and they did the whole Messiah the whole War. Thing. Well, look, right? the, the X-Books have been really great going back at least to Messiah War. Right. Um, I mean, Before that. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been really right. happy with them for a while. I was always a big X Men fan. I mean, even when they weren't that great, I was buying them. But now, them, Second but Coming, you you you're led to think that this is, that this new baby is the Second Coming of Jean Grey, and everything is telling you the artwork has phoenixes in it. Yeah, well, well, like well, well, more than just the artwork, you know, the cuckoos were housing some of this phoenix spirit and left them. Right. So you've got this. Uh, we finally have Cable and this newborn, this new baby who's now an eighteen year old girl. And they've landed in current day X Mansion. The X Mansion hasn't been there for a year and a half because now they're all in San Francisco, um, and they're being chased by like the racist motherfucker bad guys who are from X in the X Four series, right? Um, where do you see this going? Like, is this this can't be a hundred percent Jean Grey back because Psych would recognize her, and he kind of has. He's kind of said she's there with him. See, he well, he has a sense about her. He hasn't seen her as an adult yet. Right, but he has a sense but, that Cable's not alone. Right, even, even though they've only sensed that Cable came back. Right, they, 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 when they when they detected the mutant, they only you know they had that whole Cerebro thing, Cerebra. When they detected that that Cable's back, they didn't detect her, but right. Cyclops did. Yeah, he. But but I didn't feel that was a Jean Grey thing as much as that. That's his belief and that's mm -hmm. his faith. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, listen, they're advertising this with a lot of deaths. I mean, I, I just think it's gonna be. Based on what they've done so far, I have a lot of faith in, in where they're going with it. It's, just, it's a fun, great read. The art's great. And, on top uh, and of by that, the way, we'll, on we top of that, Uncanny, what Magneto did. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. You guys remember when we told you guys to read the Joss Whedon X-Men where it culminated with Kitty, Kitty Pride. There was a bullet headed towards Earth. Kitty, I mean, Pride a giant, giant like, bullet. space bullet. Would have taken, yeah. taken out the Earth. Kitty Pride jumped in the thing and phased it, so it phased through the Earth, and she's continued to have it phase. As it's long, going, I mean, going it's just going the, through yeah, the universe. Yeah. Magneto to prove himself. Remember, we talked about that conflict between Magneto and Cyclops. The only thing Magneto could do to prove himself to the X Men is he's used his powers of magnetism to turn the bullet around and bring it back to Earth. It's insane. Yeah. 
His like nose is bleeding. He's shaking crazy. So, so and he brings Kitty back. To yeah, her. in the in the latest issue of Uncanny, we see that that's what he was doing. And what's actually great is the reaction when they see the bullets coming back, and they know there isn't enough time to evacuate anything, so they decide to hide it from the rest of the planet. Yeah, they they get the satellites to hide the fact to not detect the thing, and you can hide things from the rest of the world. You can't hide shit like that from Reed Richards, and right. Reed Richards just gives Cyclops a dressing down. And yeah, it's like, what it was the great. fuck were you thinking? It's like you know, you could fool, you could hide from some of the people some of the time. You could never hide from me. <laughs> that was really and, good. No, but I loved his line. He's like, you know, you people need to come out of the shadows. Right. Like you know, talk to us, trust us. You know, we're you know, we're with you. What you what, mean, what, you what, people? Well, well, for me, <laughs> you're a mutant. For me, what, mean, what, what I thought that that harkened back to Joss Whedon's line in Astonishing X Men number one. About them being superheroes, mm-hmm. you know, you know when it's he like su- when he finally put them back in the, in the outfits as opposed to the others, like the leather was scaring everyone. You were superheroes, which looked the part. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just felt like it's thematically more going in that direction. And I wonder if that's kind of you know the heroic age. Hero- yeah, yeah. I wonder if they'll bring the because this whole idea with the new Avengers, the heroic age stuff, is a positive. Yeah. The nice Kirby lead age, it kind of feels yeah. like. Well, you know, they already started that with the logos on Fantastic Four since Hickman's been, been on it. Hickman's Fantastic Four yeah. kicks fucking ass. Yeah. This whole idea that there's more inhuman types and all this, like, like if like the, the Fantastic Four, you guys, you science nerds over there, you think you don't have a comic book to read? Hickman's run on Fantastic Four is awesome. Pick it up and trace. What other option do they have? I mean, they could, they could go hunting across the damn town, or they could just read issues. the damn. I know it's not a whole lot of issues, but they could just read the damn. Thing. Again, you know, I want to be clear about don't this. Go I, I see nothing wrong with getting back issues in trade and then buying the comic. <laughs> That's my issue with you. I hear you're you. behind by the trades, and then when you're caught up, you buy the comic month. That's what I did with Invincible. Right. He said he That's what get, he refuses to he do. Said, he said he was going to get crazy, and he continues to be crazy. I'm not being Gilmore. crazy. I'm just I'm being emphatic. Gilmore, what do we do about this? This is normal for him. Nobody in the room is trained to take him down. He's like the fucking sentry sitting here on the couch next to us. I I, I can't. I don't know him. about this sentry. I can't. Okay, he's he is like um, Ares. No, maybe not even Ares. Maybe like Juggernaut. Ultimate Captain America. No, Juggernaut's good. Juggernaut's juggernaut. Good. If you just run through Excuse the wall. Excuse me, something can stop the Juggernaut. Something did stop the Juggernaut in the current Spider-Man story run. Like, Spider-Man finds Juggernaut. Juggernaut's been fucking did trumped into the earth. I read like regular it. Spider-Man? I read it. I'm all caught up on Spider-Man. Um, Should we discuss the gauntlet? The gauntlet in Spider-Man is basically like every classic Spider-Man hero being re. It feels like an excuse just to do it. I don't really see where the okay. characters are going. I don't see where it. it's going, but yeah. but um, I have my issues with the Spider-Man books. Yeah, can I say one thing that I like about the Spider-Man yeah. books? Peter gets laid. Peter gets laid. He's Dan's, banging black hat. Dan Slott's writing. Dan Slott's writing. Every now and then you Slot's get a, gr- a great. Yeah. Mark Mark Wade has never let down on that book. Paul Azteca, who we talked to at Comic Con, like I really like his artwork. You get some. You get some interesting stuff, but when it falls flat, it falls flat, which hurts. This is your flagship yeah. book, Marvel, and when it falls flat, it falls flat. Uh, when it's great, it's only good. It's only go, pretty good. Raise his hand. Yeah. What do you yeah. do? Uh, what do you think of Ultimate Spider-Man right now? Fun, interesting. Not really sure where they're going with it, but it's really kind of cool. The whole I. Uh, you I'm have, not reading that. Oh, you have Human Torch and Iceman are both living with I know. Them, yeah. You know, and Gwen. I mean, it's fun. It's interesting. It's a little think, bit amazing. Because, because and this, and this really ultimate, friend. this ultimate X or whatever it is, the one that uh, has the artwork by uh, Arthur Art Adams. Yeah, Art Adams. I love Art Adams' yeah. artwork, but is it yeah. worth even reading that book? Well, it's only been one issue. Oh, okay. It's yeah. kind of interesting. It's Wolverine's son. 
But do you think Ultimate Spider-Man? Do you think this would be a good uh, book for people that aren't haven't been reading comics that, but want to? Uh, can I, I? I actually feel that that book you can. Some of the other Ultimate stuff I feel is more drowned in continuity than the regular Marvel stuff. Hmm. Like the Avenger book, Ultimate Avenger book. Um, somewhat. I mean, like Ultimate Enemy. If you haven't been reading uh, the Ultimate books all along, you'd be completely lost. I, I right before they went into that whole. Ultimatum. Ultimatum. I was like, yeah. I'm getting off this bus. It sounds like it's stopping. Well, I mean, Ultimate Spider-Man. It, it feels fun. It feels you know new. I like, it. I like the art. Oh, yeah, the art's great. Who does the? Is the uh, who's doing the artwork on that one? Uh, Eminem, Sword Eminem. No, no, Eminem's not on it. Isn't La Fuente? I don't know. It, yeah, it sounds familiar, but it's some yeah. guy who does like a nice little balance of like anime esque and uh, just not. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, it, it's fun. So, guys, speaking of Spider-Man. They've announced, Activision has announced a brand new Spider-Man game. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about Mary Jane being played by, uh... <laughs> Guys, I'm looking forward to that. She's going to get, she's going to bang, like, in every scene. She's going to get drunk. Uh, no, um... And then act, she's going to act in the movie. The, the, the head guy over at Activision... You're not going to reference to the audience that that was a April Fool's joke? I can't believe he posted... Matt Kelly, I, I looked up and I go... Oh, somebody posted on the front page of website uh, of Geekscape that Lindsay Lohan's playing Mary Jane, and I was like, "Well, like, oh, this is our April Fool's." Joke. I was like, "I was like, we," t I was like, "This better be our April Fool's joke because there's no fucking way." That's I like real. your little things there's about no your shutting down Geekscape, and then Gilmore got all the money. Yeah, I did. I did money. an April Fool's, but I thought my Those April Fool's funny. was pretty obvious. I wrote, uh, yeah. I wrote, we just got the bill for the new site. We can't afford it. I'm shutting down Geekscape. Trade info with all your friends. Some people actually fell for that. Some people were like, "Dude, you can't be serious." No, I, no, please. See, I pay more attention than you think I do. Yeah, people were people were asking me throughout the day if I was joking, and I was just, you know, I was auditioning that day. I was working. It's like, I'll let the silence speak, and people start getting paranoid. By the end of the day, I wrote, "What it's I write?" April Fool's. Yeah, it's this April is Fool's. The internet. By the end of the day, I wrote that Gilmore had inherited money from his deceased great grand uncle, and everything's been solved. But we now work for Gilmore. <laughs> Which at that point, yes, I would dissolve. I, I almost wrote. I almost answered that when I almost said I can no longer come on the show. He could no longer come but, on the show. Well, it would be a different show. It would be. Yes. He wouldn't just. As be, I said. He wouldn't just be putting his fingers in front of the camera. Right. As I said, I yeah. almost wrote that I can no longer come on the, the show. The show would just be. Fucking, I just let it ride out. It'd be a bunch of little kids like in chains in the in like a, a cellar somewhere asking to be escaped. It's like oh, you're yeah. you're voting on which one gets to be freed. <laughs> Gilmore's <laughs> just standing there with a whip. Yeah, Gilmore full body. Um. So guys, uh, this Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions game, the head of Activision has actually said how crappy the Spider-Man games have been for a while now. I can pretty much list the Spider-Man games I've been happy with on like one hand. Well, everything since, ever. everything since Spider-Man 2 for uh, the yeah. PS3. I like the Ultimate Spider-Man one. That was oh, really? fun because it felt like the world was streamlined. It wasn't just... I felt like the Spider-Man movie game... Uh, Spider-Man 2, you're... It was a, it was too open world, and everywhere you swing, you just hear this help. I'm getting robbed. It's like shut the fuck up. How many people are getting robbed in this damn city? Uh, the Ge Sega Genesis one was great, where you fought the kingpin. I actually really always liked Maximum Carnage. Maximum as Carnage a game was really fun. There were a couple good Spider-Man games, but for the most part, they've recently stunk. Like this uh, Shattered Web, or what was it called, Web of Shadows, and then you've got um, Friend or Foe, which was like yeah. the kid one. Uh, Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions is a new game that I, I was kind of skeptical of early on because it was like, okay, we're gonna have four, we're gonna have the this tablet of chaos shattered, 
there's going to be four Spider-Man universes, and you start out in the 616 universe, which is the Spider-Man you and I know, and then you can also transition to the noir universe and play a Spider-Man noir, which is more of a Batman up-close, personal, hand-to-hand fighting style. And the villains you saw in the trailer that's been released is you see Kraven, for the first time in any of the games, fighting the 616 Spider-Man in the jungle. So you don't have even a city 616 Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. He's in the jungle. And then in the noir, you see something that hasn't been in the comics. Have you read the noir comics? Yes. You see noir Hammerhead Okay. In, in, in this trailer. And I did not read the noir comics. How are the Spider-Man noir comics? Are they, they're, uh, they're actually pretty good. They're actually pretty yeah. good because they're putting them in this game and there's... They've revealed those two universes or, or two of the well, four, well, well, and now well, they're going to release. They're going to release two more over the next couple of months. Well, You're going to find well, out what the other well, two let universes are. Let me say this are. about the noir books because you know it's one of my favorite things. Once again, he's having sex with a black cat, and any time Spider-Man's having sex with a black cat, the universe makes sense to me. Because <laughs> that's all you'd want to do. Well, it's like, why would you not take that opportunity? Like she's dying to do you, and she's that hot. How do you not do that? Right. Because he's married or in love. And that, and, and and I like when when he's not that, then he's <laughs> having sex with. This is like a stop. Well, this I mean, the things that what other universes would you like to see portrayed in this game? Because you know, you've known them. I mean, the sixteen oh two universe. Let's do that. No, no. P- no. people online are like, oh, that. zombie Spider Man. I was like, well, that game wouldn't be fun. You know what I mean? Like, so what? Well, well, that game. What, what do you want? Around eating people, you think right? it may be a twenty ninety nine? Or maybe I mean, a... if you did any different versions, Twain and I would be cool, as long as Peter David writes a story. Okay. Oh, Dan Slott's writing this video game, Slot, which Slot's is pretty great. solid. Uh, Actually, in the... What other did, 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 you, did you get the She-Hulk book this week? No, I've, I have not been reading She-Hulk. Oh. Did someone bang Black Cat? Did She-Hulk finger bang Black First Cat? of all, She-Hulk does enough banging on her own. So did she when, scissor Black Cat? No, no. This was the 30th anniversary <laughs> special that Peter David wrote. And since Slot had been writing the book for a while before we know him, what it looks like. there's actually an interesting little shout out to Dan Slot in the book. Like he, oh, that's funny. Peter David put him in the book. So, but what are these other universes they can pull from? Because I was thinking 2099. I was right. thinking maybe you could do Scar- Scarlet or Iron uh, Spider, even though those are 616 characters. Right. Like, well, I mean, 2099 I, I, really is a different well, well, dimension. Well, let's back up. I mean, is it a question of doing different universes or just doing di- it says, playing, playing as a different Spider Man? It says Shattered Dimensions. So, what other universes? I mean, well, obviously... Ultimate? Yeah, yeah Ultimate, 2099, the Noir universe. is an idea. Well, why? You want to see an emo? Yeah. I mean, you can do the M2 that? universe and play as, 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 as Spider-Girl, or whatever it was, the, the, the Avengers Next, or whatever the hell it was. Right, right. Well, you're either playing a Spider-Man that has, you know, a prosthetic leg, or you're right. playing a Spider-Girl. A Spider-Man with a beard and prosthetic right, leg. Right, right. Um... We'll see how this game is. Like, really, like, let's just wait for the reviews. But if Activision serious about <laughs> if Activision's so serious about cutting the uh, the ba- the streak of bad Spider-Man games, I am a little bit skeptical about a game that you aren't just playing as Spider-Man. It's not just trying Look, to serve as Spider-Man. I don't understand but, why uh, they can't do like an just, Arkham Asylum with Spider-Man. Like, just stop c- complicating it. And what scares me is that with the noir Spider-Man, the the hand-to-hand combat stuff, they are trying to do a Batman Arkham Asylum with Spider-Man. But that's not Spider-Man. Spider-Man, you, I love that first PS1 Spider-Man game was so great. Look, with Stan Lee narrating it, and you're look, swinging look, uh, through uh, Ultimately, I, I think most people would agree that for the game to be good, it's about gameplay. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, regardless of what universe kinds. you set it in, you know, yeah. you've already said Dan Slott's writing it. You have a good writer writing it. You know, if you have good gameplay, if you have good action in it, then it's going to be a good game. 
And if you don't have those things, then it's going to suck. No matter how... Right. So... No let, how much they try let's hope we get we, let's hope we get some E3. Uh, E3 comes up in June. Hopefully we get some gameplay on that. Or at Comic Con, we're gonna get a new Zelda game. Hopefully some preview of that at E3. But guys, that is all the time we have for Geekscape episode 159. Check out the new Geekscape website at geekscape.net. That is where we write articles. We put up daily news. We put up a ton. There's a community over there. You can buy merch. Uh, if you're on Facebook, look us up at facebook.com/geekscape.net spelled out. D-O-T. Uh, we've got youtube.com slash geekscape.net and follow us on twitter.com slash geekscape.net. And Ian, you can follow at, um, uh, just go on geekscape.net. You can talk to Ian. He always comes on and ch- checks out what you guys talk about, say about him, which is cool. It's not out of, it's not out of like I actually don't. vanity. You should. No, I, I want to start doing that. Because the audience... Like it was like, what does what does you just lie? Yeah, yeah. But it's yeah, like it's like, it's like the, the audience is like, we want to know what. Wasn't Ian I just saying you that like I never watch myself and yeah, you, know, you you should you I should, should be part of yeah because kids want to know what you think. Okay. People really see you as an authority more so than myself because I'm well, here I every week. That. I'm I'm here every week bullshitting. Yeah. But you they're like well oh. you're you're kind of half-assed about a lot of this stuff. Uh, there's gonna be another trade, trade, fucking paperback talk. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or you know, watching television. Guys, sorry, I'm not qualified. We didn't discuss television at all. Meanwhile, so I'm gonna. We're have gonna to have to have back. you back earlier. Yeah. Sorry about that. It's all right, but I mean nothing. Are you gonna, you're gonna yell at me? Tape is done. Yeah. I think. Yeah. He's gonna yell at me for being like, "Why do you watch TV shows on DVD instead of every week?" I've never done that before. Why not start?